At this point, it's Tuesday. Remember, the cross happens on Friday, so time is running out. As I'm sure you noticed in the last episode, the volume is now cranked way up. Most of the stories in Mark's gospel are about Jesus healing and doing a little bit of teaching. Now, Jesus is throwing over tables in the temple and saying some very polarizing things. Namely, that the entire temple system points to him. And that takes us to today. Welcome to Season 6 of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible one piece at a time. In this season, we are walking through Mark's Gospel. Our hope is that these short episodes will lead you into more, into a time of reading, reflection, prayer. Whatever it is for you, the goal is that you let the amazing story about the Savior of the world transform the way you live out your life today. Jesus was holding court. There wasn't anything Peter hadn't seen before, except this time it seemed to have an extra ounce of zeal. Every eye was watching, every ear was listening, every person in the temple courts was awestruck by the rabbi, like they were trying to figure out if they loved him or hated him. Still, the people left most of the debate to the religious leaders. No one dared step into the ring with Jesus unless they were well trained. Sensing a break from all the questions, Jesus had just begun teaching, teaching in parables, the same way Peter had seen him teach for three years. Except this time, the content was a bit more extreme, a bit more pointed and on the nose, and Peter couldn't help but smile. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower, Jesus said to thousands of onlookers. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. But they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent still another, and that one they killed. He sent many others. Some of them they beat others they killed. He had one left to send, a son whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. The courtyard was silent. A few people were nodding their heads, but most were glancing over at the religious leaders who were now back on their feet and were furious. What then will the owner of the vineyard do, Jesus continued? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read this passage of scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. Peter watched the chief priest not even listen to the very end of Jesus' teaching before storming off. They had heard enough. As soon as he began quoting Psalm 118, the same psalm the crowd had sung when Jesus entered into Jerusalem two days earlier, they had seen enough. 
Peter inched closer to their circle, but immediately wished he hadn't, for they only confirmed what he already knew was true. They were looking for a way to arrest him. Peter wanted to get to Jesus to tell him to be careful, that they were going to try to catch him in his words, but he moved too slow. By the time he got back, there was already another group of religious leaders stepping up toward the rabbi. Peter recognized a few of them, a group of Pharisees and Herodians, an elite group, well-trained, ready to catch Jesus in his words. Peter glanced over at Jesus, checking in, but Jesus was as calm as ever. Since he overturned the tables in the temple, nothing seemed to bother him much. Teacher, the group said, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? The eyes of everyone in the temple shot over to Jesus. With Passover at hand, everyone was thinking the same thing. We're gathering here to celebrate God bringing us out of oppression, and yet here we are, oppressed once again. Should we really keep paying taxes to our oppressors? Should we keep funding the very movement that is pushing us down? This all feels so counterintuitive. But Peter could tell that Jesus knew exactly what they were doing. He could sense their hypocrisy, spot it from a mile away. For if he told people to stop paying taxes, the crowd would erupt, but he would be quickly put to death. On the other hand, if he supports Rome, the people may turn on him. They were putting him into an either-or, a lose-lose, and Peter could tell from the look in Jesus' eyes that he was about to calmly step right out of it. Why are you trying to trap me? he asked. The Pharisee's eyes narrowed. They each looked to the ground, as if they could feel Jesus looking right through them, seeing their motives, and cutting right through all the tension. Does anyone have a coin on them? he asked, turning to address the massive crowd now watching them. Bring it to me and let me look at it. The leaders rolled their eyes, but someone scrambled in from the sidelines, seizing their opportunity. They ran the coin up to the Pharisees and the Herodians. Whose image is on the coin? Jesus asked them. And whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Peter couldn't tell if it was apathy or anger he sensed in their voice. Well then, Jesus said with a shrug, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's. And, he said, not quite done yet, give to God what is God's. Silence fell over the courtyard. No one had a response. And if anyone did, they didn't dare try to rebuttal or refute him. They just stared out in amazement until Jesus walked back to his corner of the temple and sat down. Give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. Out of all the brilliant things Jesus said, that line is up there with the best. And the reason is lost on us a bit 2,000 years later, but let me try to explain. So Jesus set it up with whose image is on the coin. And the answer, of course, is Caesar. But here's the thing. When you hear that question, whose image is on the coin, what comes to mind? 
If you spent your days arguing in the temple courts, you would immediately go straight back to the first page of the Bible when God says, let us make humans in our image. You, me, and every other human who has ever lived all have one thing in common. We were made in the image of God. So sure, Jesus is answering their question about taxes, but he's actually making a much bigger statement. He's saying, pay your taxes, but more importantly, realize that you are made in the image of God. Whose image is on the coin? Caesar's. Great. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. But whose image is on you? God's. He's saying, pay your taxes. Great. But more importantly, realize that you are made in the image of God. Whose image is on the coin? Caesar. Whose image is on you? God. So pay your taxes, but then devote your entire life to following God. Devote the way you keep a budget and handle your money to God. Devote your time to God. Devote your job to God. Devote your family to God. Devote your dreams to God. Give it all to God. You see how brilliant this is? Jesus was the best. They were trying to trick him, to trap him in a corner. And he doesn't just get out of the corner. He then puts them into one. He doesn't just get out of check. He puts them in checkmate. But more importantly than winning a debate is the takeaway for them and for us to think about today. Are we, are you, devoting your life to God? You are created in the image of God. So are you living as if that's true? Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories in Scripture. We hope season six is bringing Mark's gospel to life for you, and that this episode helped you see the bigger picture Mark is painting for us. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, and rating and review it goes a long way as well. We love getting to tell these stories and appreciate you coming along for the ride. So we'll see you next time for our next story.